Welcome everyone to the sixth episode of This is Not an Improvised Podcast. My name is Roberta Manoni. And my name is Lee Gassemann. And we're so happy that you have joined us once more for what is going to be the best sixth episode of any podcast ever out there. I agree. I agree. And today we are so lucky to have Stefan Erdinius with us. He's a member of This is Not a Horse and is the our one of the best musical people that I know, the best improviser, musical improvisers that I know. Um, and he's also the one behind the scenes of this podcast. He's like, since the third episode onwards, he took pity on us because our, the sound was not good. And he just said, okay, I'm going to adjust your sound. And in fact, it sounds so much better. So, Stefan, welcome. Thank you, Roberta. Thank you, Liga. I'm blushing here, which you can't see, of course, dear listeners. But thank you for inviting me to this episode. I'm really looking forward to this. And we thought since you're here, because um, in addition to being all those things Roberta said and just an all-around wonderful human being, he's also uh, kind of the first one in the group who started to experiment with musical improv and has actually uh, really gotten into it and has become, if I can say, Stefan, correct me, a bit of a passion of yours. So maybe uh, the first question is, what is musical improv? Well, it's many things, I think. Uh, traditionally, I think you can say it's like a improvised musical. So you have people coming up on stage, doing scenes, breaking out into song to show emotions and so on and so forth, accompanied by the pianist or a whole band in some cases. And then uh, the other side of it is also to actually uh, to accompany normal improv by underscoring, by providing moods, by inspiring, being one of the improvisers on stage, but through the music and through the instruments. So those are the two things. But typically musical improv is more the, you know, yeah, an improvised full musical. Very interesting. Yes, and we want to show what it is an improvised, for example, opera, so you want to play a game? You... We do yes. want to play a game. Yeah, we do. We want to do this opera in gibberish. You made it sound so interesting and fun, Stefan. We want to play. And it's the first time we tried player listeners, so we, like bear with us. It's the first time I'm doing actually online as well uh, musical improv, so we'll see how it works. I've been underscoring groups now in, in a couple of shows, but this is the first time with singing, so uh, this is going to be fun. So should, yeah. I dis should I explain the game? or uh? Yes, please. Mm. Just, just for you listeners to know, Stefan is, is going to play live music while we are going to sing, and so we will... You will understand when Stefan explains you the game. I just wanted to tell you that Stefan is playing live music online for us, improvised. So, yes. So on my piano that I have, or my, my keyboard that I have standing here next to me. So um, the idea is that this is a game that I just learned in a, in a training class I had this week from Second City in Chicago, uh, where one of the players will sing gibberish opera. And gibberish, for those of you who may not know it, is a made-up language. Uh, so we'll say, maybe we can tell, we can say, what is the name of this made-up language that you're going to sing in? Blibla. Blibla. Perfect. So the Blibla language. And one of you will sing in 
gibberish in the blibla language and the other person will translate in english plain english what has been sung by that person and then we'll go on so for a few frozen uh, for a few strophes faces i don't know if strophes is a is an english word it's a swedish word at least so <laughs> we'll, we'll start there so, in italian as well strofa exactly okay so who will uh, want to sing in blibla and then Liga, you will uh, be translating. So here we go. Are you ready, Roberta? Yes. Okay. Blee. It's a tragedy. My homebrewed espresso was spilled on the counter. Oh, woe is me. I just need one shot because I'm seeing my ex-husband today. Bastard. I, I bet he spilled the coffee with his mind. And Zrabon. <laughs> Bastard. Exactly. So that's an example, ladies and gentlemen, of a gibberish opera in the language of Blibla. So we'll see how that turns out in the live version yeah. later. But that was fun. <laughs> it was yeah. fun. I'm For sure. For us at least. <laughs> I, I felt the emotion there. I don't know you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I meant every word. I know. It was very convincing. Uh, I felt the, the frustration. Um, so, please. No, no. No, you go. No, please don't go. <laughs> no, baby, don't go. Uh, wow, you're really inspired now. But as soon as musical, but actually, like your kind of experimenting with it got me and Roberta interested in it, and we did an improvised musical course this last uh, um, pre-quarantine month. Uh, it seems very long ago. Um, but maybe before we jump into, you know, your why you decided to go this way and what you find interesting about it. Maybe the first um, question will open just briefly. How did you come to improv in general? Well, so I started with you, uh, like also Natalie did before in, uh, when was it? September 2018, I think. Yeah, so about it was. A bit over a half, one and a half year ago. Um, and 
I, up until then, I had really, I had never, I had seen one improv show up until then. Um, the ghost ship here in Brussels had like a weekend and they invited people to come and see their show afterwards. And a good friend of mine, Ralph, was in the show. So I what came and went to watch it and it was really cool. Um, and then I had just finished another course on something else on systemic coaching uh, earlier in the year. And I needed something else to fill, you know, something else to do uh, apart from work and, and everything else. And then Ralph said, try it. You will like it. So that was, he pushed me into it. And uh, Improbable was just starting with the level one. And I met you guys and many other people. Yeah. And the rest is history in terms of how we got here to today. Because now, I mean, we were... Uh, I remember when we started talking about forming a troupe and uh, yeah. how early it was, and it, it it just came all so naturally. It was really, really cool. It did. It was last year, this period, we were talking about creating This Is Not A Horse. I think so, yeah. It and it feels like a, ages ago, but it's only been one year. We have done so many things. I know. I'm so we were, proud of us. Me too. We were in that restaurant, uh, the Perroquet, I think, for those yes. listeners. And it was pouring down outside, yes. I remember. Exactly. And we talked about it. So so that's how it came to be that I started with improv. And then it's been, you know, it's for, as for many people, it's been a love affair since. <laughs> and, um, and then how I came into musical improv was that uh, I was, I was due to go to Copenhagen in April last year when we could still travel for <laughs> for sort of for work I was giving a lecture as part of work and um, just the week before there was going to be the Copenhagen International Improv Festival and uh, they had a they had a course five days course five full days of musical improv with the teacher from the US Amanda Blake Davis who is part of one of the best imp musical improv groups in the US and I thought well I like to sing. Uh, I played music in my youth. I still do a bit back then. And I thought eh, it could be fun. And I've seen a few, like there's this uh, showstoppers in the in the US and so on. Uh, no, sorry. Showstoppers is UK. But anyway, and uh, it just seemed so much fun. So I signed up and uh, it was the most amazing week. Uh, best improv experience, I think, still so far. Wow. And then we he all he brought back from Copenhagen. He came back and he brought back to us all this musical improv wisdom, and we all wanted to do it. And as soon as we had the chance in Improbable, we started the class ourselves. The whole group, in fact, is now partly trained into musical improv. And you have to know also that Stefan and myself we have an improv singing group called the House of Glitter. Yes. And we were due to be performing in the Improvision Song Contest uh, in 29th and no, 30 and 31st of May this year, but it's been postponed of one year. And so we are having a lot of fun with music, I have to say. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how fun it is. And then, I mean, for me, at least, the, the, the thing that I find so liberating with, the, with musical improv is that the, the, one of the things uh, so this teacher said during the Copenhagen thing was that when you cannot express an emotion in words anymore, start mm -hmm. singing. 
just start singing and then when you run out of emotion you stop singing and you start talking again and that was really uh, and for me somehow also it comes easier to me to sing improvise than to speak improvise sometimes yeah for reason. and and how is it that because this is something we touched upon in the episode with kelly more on if you're starting doing improv and maybe you can be held back because you're thinking oh i'm not funny in the sense that i can't do the jokes coming to singing did you have the i mean you're a very you're a good singer but like you know the idea of oh i can't do this because people who do musicals i mean they're professional singers how do you, you know, how did you face that? Or, and how do you think in general for people that want to try it? What do you, what advice could you give them and say that actually it's not like you don't have to be Celine Dion. That's the first one that comes to my mind, but that like, yeah, you can sing it. <laughs> exactly. And that, yeah, like first or Beyonce that actually you sing it. It's, it's a really interesting question. I think that the way we and the exercises that released it for some people and for me, I think, and, and that I've seen done in other courses and so on, is really when you um, there's a, there's one exercise called a, a Tony moment. So Tony is not only the name of Liga's dog, <laughs> <laughs> but also a, a one of the awards that you can win in the U.S. for for musical uh, performances and so on. And um, so it's called a Tony winning moment. <gasps> So you come on and you do a scene to people and then the, the coach says Tony winning moment using that emotion or something. And then you just step forward and you um, look into the wall, you look above the head of the audience and you just start singing your heart out and you don't care what's going on. And I think cool. it's, uh, in, in terms of being, uh, you know, not being a good singer, everybody can sing. It's just a matter of uh, in musical improv just as in normal improv you will fail you will uh, not hit the right note you will you will have a strange tempo but all of that is just so much fun and then uh, you know the, the, in in normal sort of say improv we talk about the joke in musical improv what everybody is so afraid of is the rhyme how do the I rhyme oh my god the most that, smart. <laughs> that is my biggest fear how to rhyme properly mine as well <laughs> But then there are soft rhymes, so you can always get away with a soft rhyme. Yeah, I still remember the first class we had in musical. I think it was with Phil Lan last year when we took the yes. the musical weekend. And, it was and he started day. to ask, we had to rhyme. And I, yeah. I couldn't, I, my brain froze. I didn't have anything in my mind. So I spent the whole night in bed when I went back home trying to rhyme everything. So I went to bed, read shed and i said why did this not come to me before i hate i mean i am really frozen when i it's, it's dry but, but it's the same it's you you walk around in the street you see okay a dog bog uh log or you see a cat hat fat sat spat spat <laughs> etc so you, you you just it's it's a way to do it is just to walk around see things and then start rhyming on them in your head which is a bit crazy but that's that's okay i think but, but that's yeah uh, go on Liga, sorry no, no no i just want to say like it's that when we had the intro course of the improv you say that ah oh, you, you don't need to rhyme you can just sing it but the rhyme is something like when you see someone do it in an improv musical show, you're like, oh my God, that's mind blowing. How did he do it? But often, as you say, it's not uncomplicated words. It's like, like you said, 
I walked down the street, I saw a dog. Oh no, there's fog. I'm in a bog. What a log. Like, so in a way, practicing on words like this, it's fine. It doesn't have to be some kind of like philosopher, it's like, no, simple words. That's, that's what they do. I mean, the ones I've seen. And, and it's setting up the rhyme as well. So you give yourself a word first that leads to what you need. And that's so much fun when, when that works. But, but I think the other thing, coming back to what you said about being funny and that you, what's the, what's the thing there? I think for me, it's with musical improv, it's about raw emotions. It's much easier to be super happy or to be super sad or to be just, it's, it's allowed in a different way for me, uh, in a, in normal improv scenes, it feels harder to get to that emotion. That's maybe just because, I mean, I, we, I am not a professional actor in any way or any form. So it's something that you learn over time, but with musical improv, it comes easier and that's it. You get access to the emotions in a different way. I think. I agree with you because music gives, I mean, music is emotional in itself. And in, with music, you can be over dramatic or not because you choose to be. While in a scene, when you speak, sometimes, it, as you said, the emotion is difficult to get there in, in the core and get it out. While with music, also for me, it's easier to get it out. And I think because music has, brings emotions, as you said, it's like when you play something, you inspire the, the singer or the improvisers. And when it's musical improv, the singer is inspired or the pianist is inspired by the singer because the singer started to sing a song in maybe in a very sad way or super happy way. Therefore, the, the musician follows. Or the musician actually plays something completely different. And that's, exactly. and that's what's well. also impress, interesting is that the first time, so after this musical improv course, uh, there was a jam at Improbable. And uh, uh, Kelly was looking for, um, yeah, for for volunteers to help with light, with sound, with uh, you know setting up things and so on. And I said, well, I I like to play the piano. I played it since I was small with some breaks in between. I would like to try. So, uh, and that for me was also an amazing experience. This feeling of it was as being part of the scene. And at the same time, not being part of the scene, but it was really being part of the improviser and you of the show, because what I would play would actually inspire the players on the scene to do something. And the typical, the, 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 the way that uh, a musical uh, improviser can, can, uh, can play with the players is to provide, for example, a very happy tune for a sad scene or the other way around to create dynamics and to um, and to do that and then underscoring to or create a soundtrack or just silence is also an amazing thing so it's uh, it's using all those tools and it's um, it's just uh, it, it's it's like being part of the troupe and i think it's just i want to pause and say that here of course you mentioned um in the context of musical improv, but also when you're just doing improv that's not musical, you have the musical accompaniment. And that's also something that, you know, I wanted to touch upon and you kind of naturally brought us there is that the importance of even music when, even though we're not doing a musical, 
that how it helps to set the scene and how Roberta says how it helps to bring the emotion because now during this time when we've had to go online and we're experimenting as a group with online formats, sometimes I feel the absence of music and how important it is to help yes. in that setting because the silence, like you said, Stefan, it's key in some places, but sometimes I'm like, ah, it's missing something. And the mm. thing is the music and the accompaniment. So how does, I wanted to ask you, um, how is it to accompany not when it's musical improv, but just improv that, you know, normal, that's not creating musical, but just, you know, accompany. How do you see that? How, uh, what nuances do you have to take in mind to kind of, as you said, you're part of the troupe, you blend in, but you, I don't know. I just wanted to hear a bit of your experience about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been doing it for a year now, so it's quite new still. And there's been people who's been doing it for 10, 20 years and, and I'm learning and by listening to them as well. But, um, my background is, uh, I grew up playing the piano, uh, in school. Um, I was part of a, 50s, 60s rock band while I was uh, at the age of uh, 13 to 15, something like that. I played <laughs> the piano in a oh, big cool. band in school as well. So I my background is mainly, let's say, rock, pop kind of thing. And I don't do a lot of classical music. So as part of that is also through that, I learned, let's say, basic chord theory, which is pretty important. So what you do, you can do it in different ways. I think uh, there's, you know, you can... You can provide a soundtrack, which means, for example, if there's a space or a sci-fi scene, you play something which is similar to a Star Wars theme or something like that. Mm. That would be one thing. Um, Harry Potter, if you know that one, you can play that. So you, you can sort of play with the players in that way. That's one way. Another way is just if there's a scary scene, just to do something like this, like... Uh, like that or if you uh, if you want it to be a happy scene you just go like that for example or if there's dancing going on if there's a waltz you do a waltz in the background or what about a love scene like falling a love scene so it's like a, a typical rom typical romance romantic thing would be something along these lines i guess people sitting on a bench starting to chat is the love of their life and they don't know it yet exactly so something along wow. those lines so you have to <laughs> you can play with it and then you can and then you can have two people if as we talked about before two people sitting there playing a love scene and then i start playing something like this maybe let's see um But it turns out one of the people is a vampire. For example, yeah. And the teeth are coming out. Yeah. So something, I mean, that's the, that's the basics. And then mm -hmm. some improvisers that you play with will want more silence and more just sort of in-between scenes. For example, a scene ends and you do something like... And then the next scene mm -hmm. comes. That can mm -hmm. be one thing. But one thing that I find hard is I... I, I'm I'm very comfortable with playing, let's say, melancholic ballads and things that mm -hmm. you know provide a soundtrack for film noir or for 
for for scary things or so on and so forth. Uh, but when it comes to supporting and accompanying, let's say the uh, short form games that are mm. comedic and I, that is really hard for me. So that's something that I have to practice. So it's also depending on the style. And uh, anytime I've done anything which is more, let's say, long form, I feel more comfortable. But the short forms are really hard for me to, uh, mm. to provide that. And uh, one improviser that I played with, they were, she was having a duo and um, uh, I started music before and then uh, she, <laughs> she came out and said, well, can you play something a bit more happy? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I realized that, okay, I have to rethink how I do this. So it's also, you know, you, you set the tone. If you play the music in the beginning, you set mm. the tone for the whole show almost. And that can be good or bad. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So. Yes, and as you said, you can give, you can suggest a twist in a scene. What we said before, like we were, we were just having a romantic scene, and then you you played something that was a bit different, and then you suggested a twist, and then the improviser can pick it up in a way or not. But the, this is why you, when you said. It is like part being part of the crew because you are improvising with everybody else because you are giving also some cues that they can be accepted or not and they can be yes-handed or not. So, exactly. yeah, I can see that. And, and uh, then you have different ways. I mean, there are some people who just play music and then there are others who provide like a soundtrack or, a, or for example, if you feel as a mus musician that there should be a phone ringing now, you can do something like... Interesting. Ah, even sound could be nice. Or you force someone to go into and say, okay, okay, ah, there's a phone or a bird or whatever. But it's uh, it, that requires very strong, yeah, a connection as well. I think so mm -hmm. with people you played before. And you talking made me think of when we saw. Um, what is the group? The 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 name of the Danish musical improv group. How we saw uh, in Barcelona, Fallen, in Barcelona. Fallen Sundays. Yes, the Fallen Sundays that were amazing. And when you saw, I mean, first time I had seen a guitarist, which was yes, yes. and that was amazing, amazing. I mean, the the different. I don't know. It just already gave kind of something a different twist. But also how you see, and it and just to build up on this point of the kind of that trust and knowing each other, is when she said something and he said a song. And you can yeah. see on the player's face that like they weren't maybe ready, but then because it's playing, like saying, no, nope, yeah. we better do it now. And that's, so it's that really nice. So how, if you can maybe touch, like tell us a bit more about, because of course there needs to be trust between the players, but what about, is there something about the difference with the trust between the music accompaniment and the musical improv? Um, well, so so when it comes to underscoring, so underscoring a normal show, so to say, yeah. I think that's where you can, you have to listen to and and see, okay, what's the format? So typically, what I ask, what's the format? What do you, what are you looking for? And do you want me to play a lot in between during scenes and so on? And most people will give you some advice, or most people say go with your gut. So that's one thing. When it comes to the musical improv itself i think it's um th that's where i i have done i i haven't accompanied a musical improv show myself i've only been singing in them um and but what i see very clearly is that what is 
uh, critical is that the musician is as in tune to what's going on on the stage as the improvisers are to the musician. And one of the things, for example, is um, it's very simple advice that never block the view of the musician, never stand in front mm. of the piano because you, you, the musician has to see what's going on yeah. on stage and then it's about how you are angled to the to the scene and so on. And all these small things that, you know, you as an improvising troupe also agree on, this is how we do it, this is how we get to this point. And so it's it's small rules that uh, you learn as you go along. And, and I'm so impressed by the different musicians that I've seen both here in Belgium as well as the festivals we've been to in terms of how they how they adapt and uh, how they just find a way to uh, accompany the feeling or the mood that is there right now and provide a counterpoint or provide just support or whatever and it's uh, it's mind-blowing sometimes for me when I yes it is it is completely and as you are also a composer, Stefan, and you composed the, the um, how do you say, the anthem? Can you say anthem? I mean, is it an English word? It, does it make sense? Yeah. Well, it was a theme song, but now it's an anthem for many. Yeah. And it started, so, it started what, what, because I, I, I wouldn't call myself a composer. That's a big word, but I, I do like to compose music. But so the so you had a question, Roberta. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, the question was, no, I didn't have a question. It was just I wanted to tell people that to tell our listeners that you were the one that were compo composed the music for this podcast. Ah. The music for our This Is Not A Horse, because we have the tradition of starting This Is Not A Horse with the This Is Not A Horse song. And, and so I just wanted to, rec to give you recognition for this, because you oh. are really the, the mind behind all the music, everything that is happening in our group. This is for sure. And I, I love it so much that you just accepted when, when I suggested it the first time with the yeah. song that was composed, uh, I think it was for the Christmas show we did or yes. last year? Yes. No, it was actually a show before and then the Christmas no, show it was we the did first a different show. version. Yes. It was in September and then at Christmas we changed the words for yep. making it to... Christmases were here and we'll show something yeah, like yeah, that. Exactly. And, uh... But I was just so happy that you just jumped along and said, okay, sure. And it, it, is a, it creates a special mood, I think, when we... Uh, yes when we get on and we um, we sing this song and then when you started doing the podcast i thought okay let's do a, let's make another version of this so that's yes. what you hear at the end and the beginning so it's it's uh, it's so much fun i um, it's a very simple it's a very simple chord structure it's nothing advanced but it's just so much fun to to uh, to play around with it and it's given me inspiration as well to uh, when I did it for for the podcast and I read it the version it was uh, it was a good inspiration for me so it's it's all feeding each other which is great yes and what you said about when we accepted your offer of the song it's because we trust each other so whatever idea comes we are yes ending because we trust that whatever we do in the group is made for the best interest of everyone so it's really I mean this is what I cherish really in our group is that we trust each other and we support each other. And actually it makes me think of not only in our group, but now talking, I thought of you about your birthday, which we had at Chemonex. 
Um, for those of you listening, when it opens, it's a very nice local bar. Support your local businesses, people. Yeah, um, Saint-Gilles, super Saint-Gilles. Um, So it has in the... Um, where Ingmar, who accompanies at Impro Bubble, also very, very brilliant mus- musical accompanist and musician. Um, and we did like a karaoke. I mean, we just sang yes. a lot. And I think that also showed that, I mean, not only in the group that we're open, but that as people, like for your birthday, we're just going to do sing along and people yes. are into it. And I remember you singing this Paul Simon song, like slip sliding away. And I had never heard it. And I was like, Oh, this was for me, that moment kind of, I was like, Oh, this, it was a very Stefan moment. Like, because it's such a beautiful song and you were very pensive and thoughtful and, and it was just very nice. And I think that also shows that yes, we're open in the group, but I think that openness to be like, let's do a sing along. Yes. Bar, and it's so much fun. Yeah, and it's a, it's a bar that is not a karaoke for you listeners, no. just for you to know. Just we were just there singing our guts out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was a wonderful experience. It was a wonderful surprise for uh, yeah. for a special birthday as well. So that was amazing. Yeah. And um, no, for me that's uh, it's uh, it's trust, and yeah. that's what it comes back to. I think we we have gotten to know each other over the last now one and a half years, and we trust each other to uh, to support each other on stage as we should and so on and and we're growing together uh in an yeah in such a nice way and and i think that when you said birthday it also brings to mind that one of the things that i'm seeing and and which is really fascinating but i'm still trying to get my head around it with improv is also that it's it's sort of an ageless you you, you can be any age to do it <laughs> but to be honest, most people who do it are slightly younger than I am, at least. So that's the that's uh, and, and it's, not it's, true. Fascin- it's well, it's well, it's it's sort of true in a way. And but I'm fascin- only I'm, I'm not that young. I'm <laughs> younger like than me. very few years <laughs> younger than you. <laughs> but it's just something that I've been thinking about, and I think it's uh, I, I would like to see maybe you know. Uh, yeah, I think it's for everyone, and I think that yes. uh, that's a call for action, also for uh, for me that you you can do this. You can start it whenever you want. You don't have to start it when you're twenty or thirty. Although I would have loved to have started with it when I was in my twenties, absolutely. But uh, mm. that doesn't mean that it's uh, loss of one. It, it doesn't lessen the experience. So, and it makes people more playful therefore you can find your inner child at whatever age you can be 70 and start improv if you want to to have fun you don't need to be 20 but yes i would have loved to start before but i didn't know about this yeah and, and I, yeah i'm oh, sorry no 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 please no and i and i know soon we have to wrap up and but i was just so inspired guys remember throw back to our previous episode on inspiration and i don't think it was about <laughs> your child. it's like their your inner self actually because for me it's sometimes i mean you play yes but you find your creativity kind of that's not linked to me being younger like i would have loved yeah. to discover i was younger but i don't know if i had the chance if i would have actually come to it uh because i was more and what was I doing in university? Probably going out a lot and obsessing over boys, which kind of still maybe didn't like, <laughs> I wouldn't have been open to doing improv, but now actually it came at the right time. So maybe things come at the right time is what I'm saying. Yes. That is very and true. maybe it all comes also with self-awareness. 
maybe when I was younger, I was not so self-aware and I would not have dared to go on a stage without knowing what was going to happen in the next few seconds. Exactly. So, yes. No, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful art. And I mean, it's just, uh, I'm happy that we can do it as amateurs as well, because it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's a very open community, yes. at least here in Brussels and everywhere else we've been. It's, uh, there are people who do it full time. There are people who do it part time along with other artistic pursuits. But for us as a group, I mean, this is far from being our full time pursuit, but I still love what we're doing and that we can take the time for it is, uh, is really, really great. And if I may add, the community is always very welcoming to everyone. So they, when we say, ah, oh, we've been doing improv, improv for two years and then we go on scene, Nobody ever tells us what are you going to, what are you doing here? You don't have any experience. Whatever experience you have, they always welcome you because there is always someone there that can support you if you, if you don't pick it up, if you don't guess on. There is always someone there that can help you, and that is something that is really important even in life. So welcoming everyone in your community is something that is teaching us about diversity, about how. Okay, but then we will start another new topic that we can go all, over for weeks. Can I for actually future podcast. For future yeah. podcasts. Can I actually yes. propose we uh, end uh, by Stefan playing just a little piece and maybe we can each sing sure. a line just to, uh, to whatever yes. Stefan plays. Yes. So you'll sing, we'll see how this works. So mm -hmm. you'll start singing, I'll play something, just give me a second. listening to us uh, as usual follow us on our facebook page this is not a horse give us some suggestions for next topics that you want to hear in next podcast thank you stefan for being with us today playing with us thank it was fantastic having you it. here playing with us in live on a podcast i'm just really grateful to have people both of you in the group and just as always this is a really fun session and we hope that you take us further into along with you on your musical journey which we're always happy to do uh yeah always happy to play thank you yes. i love playing with you and the rest of the troupe so i uh, cannot wait <laughs> thank you bye bye, bye.